0: A ablaze for Christ, homilies to set your hearts on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, a priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined us on the 24th Sunday of Ordinary Time. St. John Climacus was a 7th century Egyptian Catholic monk whose famous book, The Ladder of the D- Divine Ascent, tells a bunch of edifying and uplifting stories about his life in the monastery. He recounts that on one particular occasion, there was a notorious thief that presented himself to the abbot, hoping to join the monastery. But the abbot wanted to make sure that his conversion was genuine, and so he warned him that because of his former way of life, he would have to publicly confess all of his sins before all the monks. Well, the thief was truly desiring to enter the the monastery, and so he declared that he was, was willing to confess all his sins, even in the marketplace of Alexandria, if that meant that God would forgive him. So the thief was admitted to the monastery on a trial basis. The coming Sunday, the abbot was up there celebrating Mass, and in the middle of Mass, he interrupted it with something very surprising. He, uh, he called the thief into the center of the church, and strong monks grabbed this thief and just threw him there on the floor of the, of the monastery, where the thief was weeping, and he knew kind of like the, the day of judgment had come. And the abbot cried out, "'You are not worthy to enter here. What evil have you done?' Through the tears of sorrow, the man confessed the most horrible sins, lust and greed, even to the point of poisoning others, which he had done. But this public confession went on for some time with loud wails and tears, and when he had finished, the abbot instructed the monks to raise him up and clothe him with the habit, which is the garment that the monks wear. Afterwards, St. John Climacus asked the wise abbot why he had made such a public confession because it was rather uncomfortable for all of the rest of the monks to have to hear these grave and horrific sins. But the abbot replied, it was for two reasons. First, now that he has suffered the shame of confessing, he will never again suffer future shame for his sins. And second, because some of the brothers in the monastery also have hidden sins, and this will encourage them to openly and honestly confess their sins, thereby leading to freedom. St. John Climacus replied, You know, yes, I see your wisdom. And as the penitent man confessed his sins, I beheld an angel holding a scroll with all of his sins written on it. And when each one was confessed, the angel crossed out the sin until the scroll was completely clean. This, my friends, is the power of confession. You know, we should be grateful that in today's modern church, confessions are private, because many confessions in the early church were public confessions, particularly if the sin itself was public. In fact, it wasn't until the 7th or 8th century that all confessions became private, and you can thank the Irish for that one, because when the missionaries came to Ireland, they found that the Irish people were rather unruly, and they would refuse to confess their sins if they knew it was going to have to be a public confession. So the missionaries made all confessions private, no matter what sin they'd committed. And from that time on, that became the custom of the church, for which I think all of us are immensely grateful. But, you know, it was Jesus' will to pour out his mercy and to reconcile sinners to himself through this sacrament of confession. You know, we hear these beautiful parables in today's gospel about God's mercy for sinners, and it's so lavish. You know, all of us are sinners, and therefore all of us need that sacrament of God's mercy. And so the sacrament, sadly, has fallen out of favor in recent decades. But here are six awesome reasons of why we should participate in the sacrament of confession. First, all of us need to hear those words— I absolve you. Consider, you know, if we have hurt a friend, you know, we may feel really badly about it. We may feel guilty about it. We may regret it, but we're not actually reconciled with them until we hear them say, I forgive you. In the same way, we may feel bad about our sins. We may regret our sins, but we're only truly reconciled when we hear those words, I absolve you, that assurance from the one that we have hurt and offended that all truly is forgiven. It's Jesus, ultimately through the priest, who's reconciling us back into his arms in this great sacrament. So when the priest says those words, I absolve you, he's saying it in persona Christi, in the person of Christ, absolving us of all all of our sins and even the guilt and shame that comes with our sins. A second reason is because we gain free advice. There was a Jewish psychologist who was once chatting with Cardinal Dolan from New York. And the psychologist said, you know, if your confession thing ever really catches on, I'll be out of a job. And he went on to explain, I listen to people's troubles all day long, most of which are caused by bad choices. I give them advice, but yeah, I charge 200 bucks an hour, and I can't even forgive them at the end of the day. It's really true that if we want to grow in virtue, it's critical to have a spiritual guide to give us advice on what to do, how to overcome these sins. And that is the role of the priest as doctor in confession. The priest is the doctor of the soul, and he gives us advice on how to be and grow in spiritual health. A third uh, way in which, uh, a third benefit to confession is that it helps us to grow in humility. You know, if you think about it, the root of all sin is pride. It's our ego. We want to do our will rather than God's will. We want to follow our path instead of his commands, instead of the beautiful path that he has set out for us. And so the antidote to that pride is humility. And there is nothing that humbles us like having to confess our failings to another human being who himself is a sinner. Indeed, you know, humility is knowing who we are before God. That's the definition of humility, knowing who we are before God. And who are we before God? We are sinners redeemed by his lavish, free grace. And confession puts us in that place of recognizing that we are sinners and we are deeply redeemed. Fourth, you know, we confess our sins because it helps us to become honest with ourselves. I think all of us have a tendency to rationalize away our sins, right? We say, oh, you know, it's so bad I cut that guy off in traffic, but... But man, he deserved it. You know, he was a real jerk. Or maybe we say, yeah, you know, I, I missed mass, but it's, that's not that bad. It's not that bad of a sin. But when we honestly confess our sins, we can't rationalize it away. We have to honest, honestly confront that what we did really matters and that we're sorry and that we, you know, and God can forgive it. There's a joke in the church that every Hispanic woman's confession starts in the same way. She always starts, oh padre, tengo tengo problemas con mi esposo. Oh father, I have so many problems with my husband. And then she'll often go on to confess her husband's sin, saying he does this, he does that. And a lot of times you kind of have to call time out and say, whoa, 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 this isn't his confession, it's yours. Because confession helps us to keep the focus on ourselves. We can't blame others for our sin and say, well, they made me do it. Ultimately, confession means that we're truly owning up to what we have done wrong. And that helps us with honesty, which leads us to true freedom. A fifth reason why we confess our sins is because it reconciles us back not only to God, but to the church. You see, sin doesn't just hurt the sinner. It wounds the entire body of Christ. And sometimes we say, well, I mean, but there's some sins that don't hurt others, right? You know, like thinking badly about somebody. But no, that's, that's not the case. So for example, You know, it brings down others because it makes us not as holy as we should be, which means that the church is not as holy as it should be. Consider that if someone took a bucket of water out of a lake, you may say, oh, it's not that big a deal, right? But if a thousand people take a bucket of water out of a lake, then the water level drops significantly. And so in the same way, if all of us are lacking the holiness, if we kind of take the holiness out of the church because we're sinners, then the whole holiness of the church starts to go down, starts to decline. Therefore, we need to not only be reconciled to God, but also to Christ's body, the church. And this is why we come to the church and the church's minister in the priest in the sacrament of confession. Finally, the last and probably the most important reason to confess our sins to a priest is because Jesus told us to. On the night he rose from the dead, Easter Sunday night, he came back and he visited his apostles and said, Peace be with you. And then what? Did he give him words of wisdom? Did he do a miracle? No, what he said was, whoever sins you forgive are forgiven. He gave them the power to forgive sins. That is incredible. That was his first gift upon his rising from the dead. So it's Christ's will that these apostles, who were the first bishops, have the power to forgive sins. They then passed it down to the following bishops and priests all the way down to the present age. So it was Christ's desire, Christ's will that the sacrament of confession be instituted. Now, some of us here, probably in the church, say to ourselves, well, you know, I'm a pretty good person. I don't need to go to confession. But it's much like a window. You know, if, if it's dark outside, you won't see any smudges on the window. You'll say, Yeah, okay, the window looks pretty good, pretty clean. But then once the sun is shining in brightly, then you notice, wow, I didn't notice that streak. I didn't notice that dirt over there. And so in the same way, the more we come to the light of Christ in prayer and especially in confession, the more we notice that there are parts of our life that are not yet converted, parts of our life that we do need to repent from. And so all of us fall short. In fact, St. Paul says that all have fallen short of the glory of God in the book of Romans. And so therefore, all of us need the sacrament of confession, whether we're big sinners or little sinners, whether we commit mortal sins or venial sins. So as we begin this new school year, confession is a great way to make a new start. Before and after every Mass this weekend at my parish of St. Jude's, confession is being offered. So, you know, if it's been a while, come to confession. If you don't remember how to go, come to confession. If you miss mass over the summer, come to confession. In fact, come to confession before you go to communion. If you want to grow in holiness, come to confession. It's a sacrament for everyone because all of us are the lost sheep. All of us are the lost coin. All of us are the prodigal son. We are all the one that Christ is seeking.